podcasting from mondays.clop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here at Dave & Buster's in Austin, Texas with Carl, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, and both of our fans announcing show number 39. Carl, how can you expect me to function and be funny if you get me up first thing in the afternoon? <laughs> Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com. And now, the man who at this very moment is preparing for the Monday's 2006 Downtown New London Coffee House Road Trip, Carl Franklin. <laughs> Yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, what used to be Mugs. You know, we're gonna go to uh, Thames River Greenery. I'm not putting stickers on the RV for this. <laughs> That's all there is to that. What I want, like, I think we should get like a minivan, two seater. How about a moped? There, a moped. <laughs> all right, on a skateboard. Moped. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here at Dave and Buster's in Austin, Texas, with a throng. Of one, two, three, four, five, six, Cowboys seven. that we, we said we were at a cowboy convention to get them in here. There's seven people here. Well, there were, and there were more earlier. It just takes a while to get Mondays off the ground, and someone had to go. Well, after lunch, you know, the eaten or eater the and runners, gone? they walk out. And we're here, of course, doing the .NET Rocks Visual Studio 2005 road trip. And uh, we just happened to be in Austin for the weekend. Call up a friend, Jeff Palermo, and he set up uh, this Dave and Buster's showroom where we were setting up around a table and we got some people, you know, have some food and uh, record Mondays. So, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Yeah! Of course, next to, uh, you know, Krakow, Poland, which of course is the home of the uh, Pokebration Festival, the annual Pokebration Festival, which they claim is the actual live music capital. Of the world, but we know better, don't we, guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I think they do win. Maybe <laughs> all they got to do is get Vlasta drunk, and then uh, you know she kicks out the accordion, and and it's a damn good time. So, uh, Richard, yeah, man, how have you been, man? Well, it's been minutes since I've talked to you. What have you been up to? Seconds, in all that time? you know, we get along so well being at opposite ends of the country. This whole sharing a hotel room and traveling for the past few weeks has been challenging, hasn't it? Yeah. For uh contrary to popular opinion, we do not sleep in the boat. Yeah. Which is what we're calling the R V, the boat. Um, but we, we are staying at hotels, but we're doubling up because, you know We're cheap. We're cheap, exactly. And we're we're picking the hotels that don't have pools, but that's okay because it's November. And there's no time for any of that stuff anyway. Exactly. It's basically <laughs> just been get in, sleep, get up, go to the next place. Do the next show, go to bed again. Somebody said, you know, you guys living like rock stars, and except for that, um, you know, if we had maybe a f- case of Chivas and some crack, maybe that would be true. But right. I'm living like a rock star. Yeah, you are living like a rock star. <laughs> it's That's It's not true. just the hair, either. Uh, well, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> okay, it is just the hair. Yeah, what can I say? And Mark Miller's here. Hi, Mark. Uh, I'm actually remote. I'm not in Austin right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm remote from Topeka, Kansas. That's T-O-P. You can figure out the rest. You can't fool me. You're I'm, here. Oh, no, I'm not here, man. I'm not. I mean, you got to question the judgment. I mean, who was thinking when they said, "Hey, let's get a really, really big RV and put a GPS on it, so any terrorist with a rocket-propelled missile can uh, pick out Mark Miller? And, you know, any freedom haters can take him out, man, on the road. I mean, the only thing you didn't do is get a sponsorship from Target and paint a big red-white <laughs> Target on the side oh, of this thing, man. My God. Yeah, well, Target aside, that's what we're doing. We've decided to be the Glasnost tour. We are all about openness and exposing ourselves via GPS. We probably have a GPS point from right here you in the parking lot of the yeah, hotel, I'm not right? Exposing myself. Yeah, what the, what's going on with the webcam exposing ourselves? Jeez, Carl. I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to watch the page to find out. But uh, you know, consider yourself warned. Let's just leave it at that. Ugh. Well, uh, anybody got any stories to share from the uh, from the road, Mark? What have you, you, you're the only person who we haven't been talking to for the last three weeks. What have you been doing? Uh, I don't know. Not much that I can think of. I had I've had uh, a couple. Uh, you know, I do my semi annual brain scans. I had those. Yeah, 
Are they looking happy? Gets made by tens, man. Uh, well, no, I don't like to share, but uh, yeah, I had those done. Anything weird happened while you were having an MRI? Um, no. Well, actually, actually, when I had the MRI, the uh, uh, I did feel like I was infused with superpowers for a moment, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> turned out it was just the earplugs. But uh, I thought for a moment I had super silence in my ears, you know. Wow. So, but <laughs> that's, uh, that's but anyway, you know, I do this like I say semi annually just to you know make sure that you know no implants or tracking devices have been uh, have been uh, placed in me. Right. You know, I got to say after uh, after seeing uh, Richard and Carl talk. Uh, doing the same two, three-hour talk um, maybe 10, 12 times. I'm kind of wishing I had super silence powers. That would yeah. be, that'd be <laughs> great. Well, you know, an alternative, I'm pretty sure the waiting period for a weapon here in uh, in Texas is zero. Hey, that's, right? You that's can just go into like a, a convenience store and pick one up. You know, actually, I've I just remembered, you said you were having an MRI, right? Mm, yep. Uh, did you hear about that that awful thing that happened when the guy had the MRI and they forgot to take the oxygen tank out of the room? No. How would that be? This awful? sounds like a joke, man. Well, no, it's it's really it's it's not a joke. It's 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 dead serious. Oh, please. guy died? Yeah, the guy died. The uh they turned on the MRI and the oxygen tank actually went flying across the room and, oh, and crushed my the God. guy in the MRI. Oh, cuz cuz of the magnetic force. Cuz it's a giant electromagnet. And the, yeah. and the oxygen bottle was, was magnetically sensitive, so yeah. so it just whacked him in the head and yeah. he was that was the end of the guy. He got wanged in the head. Ouch. So nothing like that happened to you, Mark, did it? No. No. Could you tell? Well, that's good. I hate you guys right now because I thought I said I didn't want to talk about this. I mean, <laughs> I, it's a little bit embarrassing to have a you know the habit that I have, which is you know I, I load up ball bearings in my mouth and I just kind of chew on them all day. Oh, and, oh, so I had a little bit of trouble with you know the ball bearings exiting my skull. But I other see. than that, everything was fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, I didn't want to bring it up, but there are those big For red patches on your head. And I For was God trying sakes, to... Franklin, can we move on? <laughs> okay. You know, right. you should you should really think about getting a toupee or a hat or something, though, Mark. I mean, it's kind of, I kind of, I mean, we were all eating, and you know, there's like this this hamburger thing. I thought he was doing his Gorbachev impression. Let's move on. All right. All right. Well, let's get this show started off right with a little bit we call the week in geek. And this is where I find the weird, freaky, geeky stories that are out there making the news for geeks, science, technology, of course. We have an ulterior motive, a laugh. We what? will see if it happens. Wait, Story this is number a one. Show? Story oh, number crap. one from the what the f were they thinking department. Fact number one NASA has a new robot that senses the presence of a human being and moves out of the way. <laughs> Fact number two to demonstrate the capability, they made a video of a woman in tights dancing around it and almost touching it in a low, romantically lit room. Fact number three, the robot looks like a big dick. <laughs> I've if, seen this video. If you don't believe me, go to the Gizmodo story where they actually had to pull it off of NASA's site before NASA's site got flooded with traffic and you can't download it. You can download it from Gizmodo at shrinkster.com slash 8Z8. And you'll see this incredible video, this ballerina dancing around this giant penis. That she's, is, she's, she's, she's like barely she's touching it. A, a lap dance, a ballerina. Uh, I just can't imagine what they were thinking. Well, but she keeps running her hands over. She's it, running her hands over, not it. quite touching so it. So the and point it is, we need to put moves. more money into NASA, and then she'll touch it. Oh, I see. So more money. <laughs> yeah, uh. I thought it was performance art when I first saw it. Turns out it was a scientific story. Anyway, yeah. not much more you can say about that. Just go check it out. Shrinkster.com eight z eight. Story number two. The passing of a scientific legend. Many of you have heard that yesterday, the brilliant chemist and Nobel Prize winner Richard Eret Smalley passed away. Smalley shared a Nobel Prize for the discovery of buckyballs. No, that's not the joke, actually, which helped pioneer the field of nanotechnology, buckyballs. I thought that was Buckminster Fuller. And he became Houston's most notable scientist. He was 62. Yeah. You know, the way it really works here, Jeff, buckyballs, if you don't know what they are, yeah. they're an, are a structure of 60 carbon atoms perfectly arranged into a hollow sphere. And, of course, the significant thing is that for a long time, nobody thought there were any structures left to find, and they didn't expect to find a new arrangement. The name buckyballs is short for Buckminster Fullerenes, which were named for the architect and geodesic dome inventor, as you mentioned, Buckminster, Buckminster Fuller. Fuller. Right. But he didn't think them up. He just, you know, this is the guy responsible for a design like that. The whole 60-point gotcha. ball thing is... I think they should have named him after Smalley. 
called them Smalley sm- Balls. Smalley Balls. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Just my opinion, but <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not a chemist. <laughs> All right. Well, story number three. Remote control device controls humans. Nice. From Associated Press in Atsugi, Japan. We wield remote controls to turn things on and off, make them advance and make them halt. And ground-based pilots use remotes to fly drone airplanes and soldiers to maneuver battlefield robots. And now you can control people. That's right, kids. I'm talking about a remote control that you can use to make your roommate get his lazy ass up off the couch and fetch you a cold, frosty beer. And in my true character as a New Englander, I can only say, I shit you not. (laughs) If you don't believe me, go to shrinkster.com slash 8ZC. The Nippon Telegraph and Telephone Corporation of Japan, which is the largest telephone carrier in Japan, uh, says it is developing the technology to perhaps make video games more realistic. But more sinister applications also come to mind. You I know, like those as I was, ones. As I was reading this unbelievable story, which is absolutely true, one thought kept creeping back into my mind. Take all the captured terrorists from Afghanistan, Syria, and those infiltrating Iraq and put on a Radio City Music Hall Christmas extravaganza oh like the world gosh. has never seen. <laughs> we could dress them up like the Rockettes and get them to do that high kick all in perfect synchronization. Make them dance around in skimpy Santa Claus outfits. Oh, this just has incredible potential, don't you think, guys? <laughs> this is like Geneva Convention violation, though, I think. I'm pretty sure it says something about the rock. Rockets. Yeah, but it would be or... so damn cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> oh, Story number four. Software converts iTunes songs. United Virtualities has released a piece of software called Hot Recorder from Media that will convert your iTunes songs to industry-standard MP3 format files. It also makes MP3s out of songs bought through Yahoo's music service in case you want to play them on an iPod, jukebox, or another device that doesn't support the copy protection mechanism Yahoo uses. The best part about this is that it's only 20 bucks. Is it legal? I don't know, but the company says use at your own risk. And there's no joke here. I just thought it was really cool because we, we're going to need to use this, you know, or we could use this. We've got, uh, uh, you know... And a lot of stuff through iTunes that we download. Now we can just load them on. I could load them onto my iRiver, for example, without uh, without any consequences. But Except for double lossy compression. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're converting from a lossy format to a lossy format. And that never goes well. No. Yeah. You'd, so have, y- to, you'd have to grab me uh, between the legs, squeeze and twist for me to use a piece of software that did that. <laughs> Wait, let me, let me write that down. What are the steps again? <laughs> Grab me between the legs, squeeze and twist. Hold on, I got a visual coming. <laughs> okay, no. Not going to do it. I'm thinking no. Well, you can find more on this story at hdpshrinkster.com, uh, 8ZF, as in Franklin. And uh, I'm, I'm really not sure what to think about this because, you know, I, I downloaded, I mean, I, I went out and I bought it. I actually bought it in the box. Yeah, I got it, you know, I you set it up. Software. I bought the software. I've tried it. I've done it. It works. It sounds okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure not it sure okay. if it's legal. So, I don't know. Well, we'll I was just going to ask. I mean, I mean, you're you're like kind of taking stuff. That's that... a violation of the Digital Millennium copyright. Yeah, so that's what exactly what I was thinking. It's reverse engineering. So, you know, we'll find out. Fair and, use. Right. What's fair use? Yeah. Fair use is for the weak. Finally, a story that you've probably already heard about by now. The secret codes that are uh that can identify printed materials origin that's oh, going yeah. coming out yeah, here. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. From the Associated Press, tiny dots produced by some laser printers are a secret code that can allow the government to track down counterfeiters, a new study concludes, raising the hackles of privacy advocates. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, the EFF, said its researchers recently broke the code behind the tiny tracking dots and said the U.S. Secret Service confirmed that the tracking is part of a deal struck with selected color laser printer manufacturers to identify counterfeiters. Quote, We found that the dots from at least one line of printers encode the date and time your document was printed, as well as the serial number of the printer, said EFF researcher Seth Schoen. EFF said the yellow dots are less than one millimeter in diameter and can only be seen with a blue light, magnifying glass, or microscope. The story is online at shrinkster.com slash 8ZE. And this is not a joke. No, this is not a joke. This is real. But, it, you know, it makes me wonder what I've printed recently that... Uh, in, in case you were laughing hysterically at that last thing, it was not a joke. 
right? Yeah. Stop yourself now. Yeah, in case you were <laughs> laughing. It makes me wonder what I printed recently that I should be worried about. Uh, let me see here. Here's a map to Dave and Buster's. Got mm. that blue light I gave you, man? Here's, oh, here's, uh, oh, that was a great weekend. Oh, uh, <laughs> here's something. What's this? Oh, yeah, here's my receipt to, uh, for the hot recorder. Richard, you don't suppose that I could, uh, um, that there's, didn't, that there's somebody at the door. Hang on a second. Where's he going, man? But Frank, can somebody else get the door? I think What's he's he doing. I think, I think he's talking to the FBI, man. No. Yeah, FBI tracked down. They've got sensors, man. They always have. Well, you guys been you scanned? Have you checked? I no. mean, it's like you don't. Oh, he's coming back. What the hell was that? It was FBI, right? So who was that? Oh, uh. Nobody. Uh, I got rid of him. Uh, it was no problem. It was some guy wearing a Darth Vader mask and jeans and a T-shirt with a red plastic lightsaber on his belt. And he, Vader? He said he was looking for the guy who made fun of him on Mondays. <laughs> you told him I was in Kansas, right? Yeah, I think so, but let me just double-check my facts here. Mark, your address is 18401 South Vallejo Avenue, apartment 412, Los Angeles, okay. California, 90007, Franklin! right? <laughs> Edit point. Cut that out, Jeff. I just want to check my facts, make sure that I got everything right. That is incorrect. I am not at that location anymore. All right, well, that's all for the Week in Geek. All right, and now it's your turn, Mark, to tell us all about those people who are dumber than you. This is where Mark Miller finds people making the news that they're doing dumb things, and he figures that if they're dumber than him, they're also probably dumber than you, and therefore will make you feel better about yourself. It's called public service, Franklin, <laughs> and that's why I'm here. Well, I thought you weren't here. I've got to, I mean, that's why I'm in Topeka, Kansas. Okay. I've got two stories for you. Story right. number one, five times lucky. After holding up a man in a parking lot on Sunday... A 29-year-old Milwaukee man fleed to his getaway car. Is that but his fled? Yeah. He fleed. <laughs> it says here that he fleed. Of course, I wrote that down. Maybe it is fled. He fled to his getaway car, but his partner, who was driving the car, misjudged the distance and accidentally bumped into the robber, knocking him down to the ground. Carl, I get the impression that this might have been a first-time driver behind the wheel. You think? Panic-stricken, the getaway car driver sped away. Or speed away. No, speeded. sped away. Speeded. Speeded away. I think sped is a very important and operative word here. Leaving his partner to lay there, writhing in pain. Ouch. As, nice. the rob as the robber tried to get up and slink away, a woman who apparently witnessed the original crime and knew the victim rammed the robber in her Lexus. And then backed up and hit him again. Awesome. <laughs> and again. Awesome. <laughs> the woman backed up one more time and put the car in drive, moved her foot over the accelerator while the bruised and befuddled bandit scrambled to pull his gun from his pant leg pocket. But instead of pulling out the weapon, the gun went off in his pocket. <laughs> oh! Ouch! That's right, Carl. With his life in jeopardy and facing the vengeful wrath of a woman driving a deadly weapon, this idiot shot himself in the leg. Nice. And was immediately walloped by the Lexus one more time. In case you're not keeping score, the mugger was hit five times by two different vehicles. Police That's showed great. up and arrested the bozo burglar, who was listed in critical condition at uh, some place we don't really care about. <laughs> so, Mister Unidentified, what? Pardon? Somewhere in Topeka, I'm yes. sure. Yeah. So, Mister Unidentified, 29-year-old Milwaukee man, I've got two safety tips for you. Number one, when selecting someone to drive the getaway car, one of the qualifications you might look for is something that's known in the industry as a driver's license. <laughs> Number two, when reaching for a weapon that's in your pocket, try not to pull it out by the trigger. <laughs> Just going to get messy. Uh, so, Mr. 29-year-old Milwaukee man, you, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. <laughs> Story number two. And, folks, this is an all-stars. This is a dumber than me all-stars. Dumber oh, than me. Okay. Snowboarding all-stars. Luke Carroll and Anthony Prince. You know, either, by the way, rule of thumb, if they got three names like, you know, you know, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Or if it's two guys with two names, they're coming to stalk me. <laughs> that's the rule of thumb. That's how, that's what I've come to learn in this job. So Luke Carroll, let me say their names very correctly again so they know I'm talking to them. 
Luke Carroll and Anthony Prince worked at the Bridge Street Ski Shop in Vail, Colorado, where they spent the day adjusting bindings, waxing boards, and sucking up to the world's elite during the ski season. Both men were Australia citizens, but this was the closest either had come to living a life of privilege. But Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince wanted more. They wanted so much more. Now, kids, if you're listening to this and you suspect that you might be dumb, please, please get help. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can't get help or if you're like me and your photos plastered all over the security guard locker room at the building where your ex-therapist works, then please, please do what I do. Just sit around at home all day. I mean, don't try to get out or do anything with your life because, Carl, as we've seen again and again in past Dumber Than Me episodes, you do not want to mix equal parts ambition and dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's a concoction with a special kick that kicks back like a sheep surprised in the night. (laughs) Next stop, the dumbass zone. Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince wanted to live the life of luxury, but they wanted to use the fast lane to get there. The day before, the two had cased the local bank and put together some outfits designed to conceal their identity. And so now the two stood outside the West Star Bank, their excited breath visibly penetrating the cold mountain air. To hide their faces, they pulled their jacket hoods up over their heads. Of course, they forgot to remove their name tags from the ski shop where they worked. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Armed only with unloaded BB guns. The two... (laughs) That's right. I said unloaded BB guns. The two entered the bank in Vail, announcing that this was a stick-up and commanded everyone to get down on the floor. Unfortunately, no one understood what these two were saying, partially because of the hoods and mainly because of their thick Australian accents. <laughs> After a brief visual demonstration of what they meant by get down on the floor, the customers and bank employees all said, oh, get down on the floor <laughs> and complied. <laughs> this was followed by more unintelligible demands shouted out by the Australians. Somehow, bank employees figured out that the two guys with guns wanted some money. <laughs> and within a few minutes, Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince managed to leave the bank with the cash that they so desperately craved. And Carl, that would be $129,500 to be precise. Wow. And while I'm not an accountant, I'm pretty sure that's tax-free. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you have to report stolen money as income. Well, Carl, you should know the answer to this question. Did you have to report all that money you found in that big basket outside Bill Gates' office? <laughs> yes or no answer will suffice. <laughs> yes or no? You want to answer that later? Okay, fine. No, I'm taking the fifth on that. All right. Their bag <laughs> stuffed with cash and two snowboards. The two ran out of the bank over to a nearby ski lift where they used their veil passes. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say stuffed with cash and two snowboards? Yeah, they had two. So they brought in the two snowboard, snowboards with them. They went to the ski lift where they used their veil ski passes. These got the pictures of them on it, right? Right. To board a getaway chairlift. <laughs> Brilliant strategy. Cops will never figure out where that one ends up. <laughs> Meanwhile, employees at the West Star Bank are giving police the identities of the two bumbling bandits. You see, Carl, not only had they worn name tags, but they also managed to pick a bank where they were regular customers. <laughs> oh. That's right, Carl. They Don't. robbed their own bank. Nice. Uh... According to FBI Special Agent Craig Bickrett, The tellers recognized their heights and their accents. Both of them usually came in together to do their banking, unquote. Uh. So police were hot on their trail, but Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince had managed to make their getaway and snowboarded down the hill to a jewelry store. After spending about a half an hour picking out over $10,000 in jewelry, they proceeded to take another 20 minutes paying for it with a huge pile of $5 bills. (laughs) Man. Which, of course, tipped off the store clerk. Gee, you think? Um, Five dollar bills, ten thousand. That's about two thousand bills, guys. Armed with the identities of the bumbling bandits, police investigators quickly discovered that Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince had been arrested the month before for shooting BBs at a house. Apparently, the house pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> BB guns. Next, the didumic duo <laughs> stuffed eighteen thousand dollars into a big envelope and mailed it to their homes in Australia just before heading to Denver International Airport where they purchased one-way tickets to Mexico. By this time, the FBI had mugshots from the earlier arrest in their hot little hands and had just started to send out a flyer to immigration officers and police officers at the airport. Inside the airport, 
Tweedledum and Tweedledumber thought it would be nice to snap a few photos. So they walked into an airport bathroom and took the following pictures. And you guys have got to see this. You have to go to shrinkster.com slash 8ZuluSierra, 8ZS, 8ZS. And you're going to see these guys. <laughs> Richard, if you can turn the, your picture over, turn your uh, screen over so the, uh, our audience can see these guys, they'll uh, appreciate it. Amazing shots of these guys in the bathroom. <laughs> First guy's got a look on his face like, I can't believe I got all this f***ing money, man. <laughs> we are dumb guys look, and we got money. Look, Ma, I did good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to see these photos. As they stood in line to get through security, a Denver police officer saw Mr. Carroll and, a, and the stick-up artist formerly known as Mr. Prince uh. <laughs> and recognized them from the FBI flyer he had been reading while the two poster boys for the Dumber Than Me Foundation were also snap-happy in the restrooms. <laughs> oh, by the way, Carl, next weekend the Dumber Than Me Foundation will be holding its annual TV telethon in the hopes of raising both money and awareness for the plight of the dumb. It's, an, it's important to remember that dumb people are people, too, just like you and me, only dumber. And they deserve to be treated with a dignity and respect that, well, a second-class dumb person deserves. <laughs> Denver police arrested the two, and they're now serving out their five-year sentences. Carl, let me just uh, mark my calendar here for October 2010. Uh, Psycho Aussies released from jail. <laughs> Look out for hooded stalkers saying things like, Good day, mate. We're here to kill you for making fun of me on that Monday show. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince, let's run down your list of qualifications. Number one, wearing your ID badge to a robbery. Number two, robbing the bank with unloaded BB guns. Good idea. If those BB guns had been loaded, you might have dented an eye. <laughs> or maybe given someone a life-threatening bruise. <laughs> Number three, using hoods to conceal your identity. That's unique. Uh, Hello, you guys working at the ski shop? You're surrounded by ski masks. <laughs> Did it occur to anyone on the team that you might be able to use an employee discount? <laughs> Number four, making your getaway in a chairlift. Hey, I got a tip for you. Next time, try something with, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe wheels. <laughs> you know, a vehicle that can turn. <laughs> Number five, paying for $10,000 in jewelry with a bag of $5 bills. That's so f***ing stupid, I'm not even going to comment. <laughs> and number six, stopping to take a few photos with a stolen cash in a public restroom at a location crawling with cops. Priceless. <laughs> so, Mr. Carroll and Mr. Prince, you house-shooting, bank-robbing, chairlift-riding, $5 bill-flashing, public restroom runaway models, <laughs> you sus are dumber than me. Yeah! Wow. Yes, you are. Oh, as always, I need a cigarette after that. <laughs> if you just keep your hands out of your pants while I did that, you wouldn't need a cigarette, man. Oh... Well, on that note, it's time for Richard, the toy boy. Richard Camel finds the weird, crazy, and sometimes very cool, often very disturbing toys out on the internet and brings them to you weekly here on Mondays. How you doing, Richard? Everything's good, except the toys. Well, I got a few good ones, actually, and I got some seasonal ones, and I got some odd ones, and I think I'm going to start with one I don't know quite to do with this. I mean, being Canadian, I can relate to the product. But I'm betting you guys are going to be a bit surprised by this. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8ZO, 8Zulu Oscar. This is actually a news bit from the News Telegraph about a guy who's made toast soldiers. What? Okay, now what's a toast soldier <laughs> for starters? Well, if you eat soft-boiled eggs, you want to dip your toast in them. The problem is that a piece of toast is a bit big for dipping. And so a toast soldier is a little strip of toast that fits nicely into the egg. Well, this fellow has come up with a device used to cut the bread before it's toasted to make perfect toast soldiers. Uh-huh. Now, is that a fine utilization of technology or what? These uh, little soldiers are going to throw themselves on a grenade for you, right? If there's a little mini grenade on the yes, table? Yes, a little soft-boiled grenade. Uh, yeah. I, it's a toy. 
It's an odd Bentley bent piece of plastic. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, I mean, you showed before, remember you showed the uh, the hot dog, the thing that would sculpt the hot dogs into octodog. Yes. The octodog, right. Yeah. yeah. That was sweet. <laughs> this isn't? The this kind of invention okay. that would make That's Wallace and Gromit proud. Oh, absolutely. This is totally a Wallace and Gromit. It's uh, an English thing. Oh, That's that what it sounds just reading the website. Yeah. It is definitely an English thing. All right, moving right along. I'll get into a good toy. Actually, this is a toy for all of us whose children are getting older and we're fearful of the fact that they're going to start driving soon. Uh-oh. Take a look at shrinkster.com. I was going to say kicking our asses, but go ahead. Yeah, driving soon. That's my... <laughs> uh, I can be afraid of that too, I suppose, yeah. 8ZG, <clears throat> 8Zulu Golf. The company's called Guide Point Systems, and they specialize in putting in integrated cellular GPS solutions for vehicles. I mean, I've been thinking about this stuff a lot since we've been on the road trip, and here's an off-the-shelf sort of solution for this thing. So take a look under the safety section. Huh. Click the truck? (laughs) Well, yeah, click the truck. And, of course, go to the maximum option, which is the GPS-4 version. Oh, off on the left? Yes, on the left there. They call it the ultimate in smart car technology. Huh. So they've gone past just your basic cell phone tracking capabilities. They've added in vehicle location. That's the whole cell phone GPS yep. thing. Remote vehicle start. Oh, that's now, nice. Be fun, you know. Your 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 sun's out. Mm, it's warming up. You need to start the car up for them. Yeah, that's great. Drive it home. You know, I have one of these devices that you can start the car remotely. Yeah, but you have to see the car. I can do it from my web page. That's true. I can't do it from my web page. <laughs> and the remote door unlock, there's some hours of fun. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can do it while the car's in motion. You see, what I like <laughs> is if you notice the car has stopped at, you know, that about that beautiful cliff up at the end of Lover's Lane, you just start it and unlock the doors. That, that's what I was thinking, the <laughs> yeah. same thing. All you got to do start is start it, back it up, bring it home. It. That's it. So, son, what were you doing? Oh, she's nice. That's very good job. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'll let you go right back to work there. Let me just uh, get you to return that there. Never yeah, mind. What you really want Excuse is me. the webcam in the car. Ah, you want right. the option to uh, back up and run over the assailant several times. <laughs> <laughs> Target that. Get out of the car. Now watch this. All right. right. I got to cut in for a second here because, you know, I didn't, I didn't bring a laptop this time. And I've been sitting here looking over Mark's shoulder as he's hitting these websites. And, uh, and I'm looking. He's using Internet Explorer. And uh, it says Microsoft Internet Explorer provided by Compaq. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's cool. He, you know, he kept the stock stuff that he installed when he, uh, when he bought his Dell. <laughs> uh, it is kind of curious, you, isn't how did it? You do that. You know, I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Right. I think it's because my settings from the other, you know, I ported my settings over. Right, right. From uh, the other machine. The registry you're choosing. Okay, yeah. all right. Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. It's funny because I actually tried to search for buy compact, and I think they've somehow got it encoded or something. Cause oh, for sure. Yeah. It, was, it was, don't recall it, but being able to find it. Never going to be able to remove it. That's just weird. All anyway, right. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on this gear, A, because we've been using it, and B, because, well, it's not going to be that much longer before I have a child who's driving. Yep. Scary. Oh, well, this is, this is my life, man. <laughs> What's Someday scary? It might happen to you. A child that's driving. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that by then the cars will drive themselves. See, my solution is I'm just working feverishly to try and stop time. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze it all. Yeah, f- this time travel stuff. I'm just going to stop it, man. <laughs> <laughs> just going to stop it when everybody hey, leaves. I, I got a friend uh, in, in the New London area. I can he, Shut I can up, Jeff. I don't even want to hear from that. you right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got my stopwatch. I'm just keeping old stopwatches and I'm hitting them like they did in that Twilight Zone. There's going to be one that's going to work. I just know it. <laughs> Damn Moving it. No. right along. Moving right along. Shrinkster.com slash 8ZH, 8Zulu Hotel. A simple product, not an obvious thing, but what a great solution. It is the rotating outlet. Oh, cool. Oh. That needs So it, all those outlets where you got to plug a brick into it and it plug right. covers the other plug, you have a solution here. You just rotate the plug sideways. That is really cool. That's and, very and these, cool. And these will spin while the plug's in, right? Oh, absolutely. They're motorized by AC power. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It uh, works also as a wire retractor. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> this is an amazing invention. Where do I get these? Oh, They're man. coming soon. It's called the, the And Walmart ultimately wrench. what happens is like the toaster's just flipping in circles, right? Because <laughs> flopping it's around on the it's floor. So tight. <laughs> Uh, I would like to up that to super speed, you know, overdrive. <laughs> 1500 RPM version. Yeah, it's like plug a, it into 220. Like a wall wart winch or something. <laughs> just wind it right up. Zzz. 
Anyway, I think it's a great idea. I cool. have a bunch of these. It's that, cool, yeah. Certain rooms that need them. Yeah, do you use that kind of outlet in your crazy communist country? Uh, yes. Ah, okay. Just just making sure. I kept thinking, where are the Linder Blair references here? <laughs> He's spinning around and around, and then pea soup spews out of it. You know, the only thing I think of when I see these is I just think airports need more power power cords, you know, hookups. They do. They need more of these power outlets. Blah. Yes, they do. Sorry, I'm stuck on the Linda Blair pea soup thing. Blah. And it's not like anybody who's taking up both outlets could actually think to bring, you know, a power strip or something so that other people could share the outlet. Yeah, I know. It look like such yeah. a dick. Yeah, there's yeah. only one thing I have to say to that, Carl. <laughs> Moving right along. Why indeed. do I always have to sit by Jeff <laughs> over here in Topeka, Kansas? <laughs> Hang on, I'll get you a towel. Uh, I love the Japanese, and I love the Japanese toys. And That's I'll, not true. It's true. And I'll take you to shrinkster.com slash 8ZI, 8ZuluIndigo. Your mother Z. spins clocks in hell. Blah! <laughs> <laughs> and the MP3 toilet seat. Make hold on, bad hold on, guys. man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry I didn't interrupt this, but this just totally reminded me. We, this is a family moment. So I'm in the car with my, my you know two kids in the back and my wife driving. <laughs> And I don't know how we got on this, but <laughs> the kids started doing this thing where they said, knock, knock. And we're like, who's there? And they say, like, Timmy. And we say, Timmy who? And they say, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> and so we all started doing it. I started, you know, I started kidding. I started like, hey, why did the chicken cross the road? And they're like, why? Go, to get to the other. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's doing it. We're just laughing hysterically. So I just, I want to tell that, you know, warm family story in case people think that I was different from other people. <laughs> really just like the rest of you. So don't stop hunting us down, okay? Dad? <laughs> Is that you? (laughs) That's so warm and friendly. Speaking of throwing up, here's this toilet seat. (laughs) And the only point I have to make to this is Actually, the girl, look at the picture of the girl. She looks like she's doing it. She's getting ready for some projectile vomit. What my daddy left in there. Okay. (laughs) Holy crap. The Pope was over. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> Can we ever get through this toilet? No, I don't think never. so. Sorry, I, would, I would recommend no, you. I'm done. <laughs> You're going to kick us out in five minutes, man. Let's go. Is that music playing when you uh, lift it's it up? It's an MP3 player for your toilet seat. Yeah, baby. There are places that MP3 players shouldn't go. Does this thing have a subwoofer? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's looking at a subwoofer floating, man. It's it a subwoofer laxative. Yeah, as I say, it loosens your bowels and plays your favorite <laughs> tunes all at the same oh, time. I haven't gone in two days. Let's get the 1812 overture in here. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the cannons roar. Oh my god! They're gonna get a special. They're gonna get a special toilet seat with little, you know, the little switches on it. It'll be like Dance Dance Revolution, you know. <laughs> 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 even drinking here this is great <laughs> all right uh, anyway all right go on to a good toy eight zulu lima eight zl this is actually a press release page from the guys who do uh who are the center of graphics visualization and imaging technology they call the center of gravity they're responsible for all kinds of really wicked imaging gear and of course being a multi-screen fan myself i would point out the hyper wall oh, no. h-i-p-e-r wall what is the huh. hyper wall nothing fancier than a 10 by 5 grid of Apple 30-inch cinema displays. Oh, my God. You know, those LG displays. This is what you see with when Wolf Blitzer gets in the war, the situation room, right? Except it's, these got... screens are way bigger. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, just for, for the benchmark here, that would be a combined resolution of 25,600 by 8,000. What do you use to drive this thing? Each monitor is driven by a separate Apple G5. This is not a cheap device. No, and they're all dual link too, right? I mean, they've got yeah. the high-end video yeah. card on every single one of them. How they sync everything properly yeah. baffles me. You're going to need some very specialized software. Well, if you read through the press release, you get down to the part where they basically said that they, they did this on a $400,000 grant. So wow. I, I almost get the sense it was like, dudes, we got four hundred grand. What do you want to build? Right. Let's make the largest, highest resolution porn viewing system known to man. <laughs> now they're just working feverishly to try and get an image that actually has that much pixels so they can look at it. That's right. Yeah. 
I, you could play uh, Unreal Tournament in like a 380 degree field of view. Ooh, 380? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can overlap the back. Uh, uh, ah, my head. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Jeff, do the oh. head spinning joke again, oh. man. That'll work. That'll blah, work right now, right here. Blah, blah. <laughs> Vomiting those bad thoughts out. All right, next, man. Oh, my God. This reminds me of a site I saw. Uh-huh. Is HTTP www dot <laughs> That was pretty funny, Carl. That was on a scale no, one to ten. I'd give that a three, man. That was pretty. Good. I ask you not to critique my jokes. Oh, sorry. Did show. you say that at the beginning of the show? Damn it! I'm sorry. I, I did not I mean that, Carl. This Plop Productions. I'm just like banging my head against the microphone. Oh, oh. Ah. Okay, Richard, save us. Yeah, Come all on, right, please, quick, man, quick to the bad toys. Oh my don't head hurts. stop. <laughs> well, you're saving us with bad toys. <laughs> That's it. Oh, all right. What's your well, I don't know if this is a good toy or a bad toy or not. Take a look at shrinkster.com/slash-eight-z-k eight Zulu kilo Zulu kilo Zulu kilo. Of course, now we've got a dog, so I'm a little dog centric. I'm into the pet toys all of a sudden. Oh my this god! This is more tracking gear. It's GPS cellular. Dog collar. <laughs> oh my god! So you can phone your nice. dog. Lassie, come home. No, you know this is what Tim Huckabee needs. This is a what dog Tim collar. Huckabee needs, right? <laughs> Wait, no let's leave, coverage can we leave was. Tim Huckabee's private life out of this? <laughs> so, I mean, do you think he really require, wants the world to know? Does it require? Oh yeah, yeah it GSM. requires cell. Right? It requires GSM. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, and that's the essential problem, right? But, you know, you got a runner of a dog, you can just figure out where he is. What we're talking about is uh, Huckabee, who's a friend of ours, He uh, he's running uh, a race. And he wants to be able to track himself via GPS, but there's no cell coverage in the area where he oh, is. Then. So it's sort of kind of hard. He's scrawled. He's scrawled. Yeah. No connections. Sorry. Anyway, 250 grams. I mean, medium dog size. Little, it's a tight little module, not too big. You just stick a GSM chip in it and off you go. Wow. The real question is, you know, do you need this kind of tracking for your dog? I, you know. I mean. You know. I do for my dog, man. Yeah? That f***er sneaks out at night. Don't know where he is, man. <laughs> All I you... know is in the morning he comes back, he's very satisfied. If I could pull up a web page mm-hmm. and I see yellow dots where he's gone number one and brown dots where he's gone number <laughs> two, that would make me happy because then I would, have, I would know exactly where in the yard to go <laughs> No landmine. Yeah, but yeah. those yellow dots can only be seen with a blue light, man. Oh, Don't forget that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they do tell you where he is. Okay. All right. I'm an equal opportunity call- pet toy It's the callback deployer. show. So take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8ZM, 8Zulu Mike. The title, You Can Keep Your Cat From Catching Birds. Why? Because you can make your cat look like a dork. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's called the cat bib. And apparently cats don't mind wearing it. Why? Why? Well, somehow- I don't understand this. It's a foamy thing that you put around your cat's neck. But is this a problem? Cats getting themselves soiled in front with food? <laughs> not, is this an issue? Not for cats. It's for stopping them catching birds. Yeah. So somehow this is going to interfere with their ability to catch a bird. I guess. I'm not entirely sure how, but apparently it works great. Yeah. Okay, so the GSM collar was a good toy, and this is the bad toy. I don't know. I think they both suck, man. Let's move. Let's 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 go f- forward. All I right? think I think you should encourage your cat to catch birds because that's less money you have to spend on cat food. Ah, right? I see. all right. <clears throat> I got a device for Mark Miller. Are you ready, dude? We said we'd do this after the show, man. <laughs> Goodness. Shrinkster.com slash eight ZP eight. Zulu Papa. And the device is called... Is this better than the USB-powered... Uh, I'm sorry, the USB dildo that we were talking about the last... Is there anything ago? better than that? I don't think so, man. I, I downloaded the SDK. That SDK is actually pretty powerful. <laughs> That's some pretty good stuff, man. <laughs> Just thought it... You thought it was for Karen, but let me tell you something, man. All right, sorry, go ahead. This is for me. <laughs> this is for you. 
I don't think he needs it though. I it's love called this. the tool for armchair activists, but I call it the remote control bullhorn. This is awesome. Yeah, he does definitely doesn't need just this. Mounted up on a pole, bullhorn. You phone into it, it and just start barking out. They, I knew I you'd love, love this. this. This is your device. This is almost as good as knowing the secret code when you lift up the phone at like a department store to go into their whole all paging, you know, announcement. <laughs> it's this, almost as good as that. This is bad. Mark like, Miller you know, you're the department store. Your wife's like shopping and shopping and shopping. Yeah. Finally, you just got to go, uh, shoot me, wife, <laughs> waiting for you here. Stop that shopping. It's me. See, I can see you buying a dozen of these and spreading around in strategic I locations. Say, I don't need one. I need like five. Yeah. Kilo Attention, <laughs> all dumb people. I am in Topeka, Kansas. Leave me the f*** Do alone. not look for me at 1419. <laughs> This is not, I'm not in apartment 420. Move away. I see you and don't come into the door. Oh, man. I blame you if he gets me in trouble. Yeah. On a related Wait, product. Dude, Wait, I just more? figured something out. What? We could combine this with the USB dildo. <laughs> there's something there. I, I just haven't figured it out yet, but I, there's something we could do with this. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In yeah, other yeah, sure. yeah, public yeah. broadcasting devices. Take a look at shrinkster.com slash 8ZuluQuebec, 8ZQ. ZQ. And the SMS billboard. So what this is. This is cool. Is one of those construction signs, you know, you see by the side of the highway that say road closed ahead. Somebody wired it up as an SMS receiver so that you can just call the number and put your messages out there. That's awesome. There's another thing you should have at least six of, Mark. And he's got a uh, – well, so so this is something you would buy personally and go park someplace. It's not, like, open to the public? Well, that's an excellent question. Or maybe it is because it looks kind of like – Yeah, there's I, the phone number right there to post a message on it. All right. That's cool. Is there, so is he's this, got a webcam probably for it on it too so you can see your message posted. Do they actually sell these things or is it a one-off project? I think this is a, this is a visual artist's trick. You know, they came up with this idea. This is a great thing. idea. You know, this is a great idea to put into order, into any – college campus or university or small town or you know coffee shop it's bar got that area. whole google zeitgeist thing absolutely to it, it? just the streams of stuff coming out over it yep Times square you know i yeah. can see that but i think mark needs a few of his own <laughs> that and the bullhorn he'd be a happy man yeah like i put cool. out a message like why are you looking at this right now <laughs> do you think i'm talking to you that is an ugly tie yeah that's cool I like it. Very cool. Okay. I'm thinking of how to make one now. Got one more bad and one more good. So let's cut to the end here. Shrinkster.com slash 8ZR, 8ZuluRomeo. Tell me which one this is, the bad or the good. The company is Zoom Systems. Yes, sir. And what do they make? Why, they make vending machines. What do they vend, you might ask? <laughs> Why? The stuff of vend- vendors. iPods. Oh, no cool. It's an iPod vending machine. You know what? You can get it with your very own choice of sauce. Nice. Yes. Barbecue. That would be a nano sour. with barbecue or a nano with honey mustard. I think that would well, be a clever. good idea. That's clever. I don't think our Monday's listeners have heard that joke yet. No. <laughs> Four times. <laughs> Only three. So you imagine one of these in, in your airport? What do somewhere? I have? A digital kick me sign on me today? What the <laughs> f? Dude, man? I'm sorry. No, it's, it's my a, show. It's not you. Shut it's the a guy up. sitting in your chair. I can't help it, okay? <laughs> It's not you, man. I'm serious. You're awesome, Carl. No, you're, really. You're no, the guy. No, no, you're the no, man. I toasted you last night, didn't I? I said to Carl, <laughs> the greatest man who ever lived. That's because I <laughs> bought your dinner. You. Oh, you could tell? <laughs> you could tell, huh? All right. I, I got something a little off topic here. Uh, see, during this whole last bit, I, uh, I I stepped away, and I you know I went to use the bathroom, because, you know, when nature calls, it's got to call. And I had a really surreal experience. See, I thought we were recording this show in a restaurant. Because, you know, I came in, I went straight into this room, you know, I didn't look around. And I walk out, I'm looking for the bathroom, and I realize I'm in something that's the cross between a carnival, an arcade, and, like, a casino. Yeah, yeah Dave and Buster's. It's called Dave and Buster's, man. I've, I've never been here before. Outside the home. Crazy. It was there you go. very weird. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So, yeah. I, you so anyway, like I was walk. saying, Carl, you're the man. Yeah. <laughs> please, please take us to another toy. Now, Jeff, this is something you can relate to, an iPod vending machine. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. You like that it's idea? It's cool, man. It's not well, bad. The I'd... problem I have with it is you put one of these things in an airport, and you imagine a guy half hour before his flight says, boy, I'd really like to listen to some music. So he buys an iPod at the airport. It's empty. 
There's no music on it. Now what does he do? I think realize isn't there another vending machine right next that sells songs for like well, you know? That, that would, would be the think, obvious you would thing. Think. But An there iTunes kiosk. Yeah, you would think. That's we really wanted to be all in one here. You want to go to this thing, drop two hundred bucks on your iPod, and God knows how much more loading it with music and have it spit out loaded. Fifty cents extra for ketchup. Very nice. That yes. is a good idea. Music. I consider this a bad toy. I don't want iPods vended to the world. That's what I was going to say. This is a bad toy, Richard. Okay. This is bad, very bad. bad toy. I cannot believe you showed this to me, man. <laughs> what are you thinking? This All guy right. I think it set me off. Well, My that would mean this warned other you about toy. this. You got the call, right? This other toy must be the good toy then. Oh, no. Or is it the bad toy? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't like it when he doesn't know. In this, in, and it's seasonal. It's totally seasonal. Oh, Look, I'm at the season. You ready? Tracy.com slash 8ZN, 8Zulu November. Oh, oh my God. God! The pumpkin PC. That's awesome. Hold on. Oh man, there you go. That's a mod. <laughs> That's it. These guys carved out a pumpkin. Excellent. There's a whole series of pictures there. They you crammed sir, a fucking dumber than me. <laughs> <laughs> they crammed a laptop motherboard into it. It's a Dell, man. It's That's a Dell, great. dude. Oh my God! <laughs> and the mouth is the CD drive. In the That's eyes of the fans. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god! Very cool. So there you go, pumpkin-based PC. Aren't pumpkins kind of soggy? Yeah, they get stinky after a while. That whole "oh no, my laptop's gone moldy" thing. Yeah. Well, guys, we got to call that a show because I see some wait staff uh, behind us. You know, passing out uh, plates. Security, security man, getting ready to uh, for eject us. us. So All I'd right. like to thank everybody who came and, and helped us out. Jeff Palermo, thank you very much. Jimmy Scott Belaware, all you guys, thank you. It's the most noise they've made the whole entire show. Yeah. Great. Where were you when I was Vlad, man? <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Richard Campbell, Jeff Maciolik, Karen, we'll see you when we get back. What do you mean you were Vlad? Mark Miller. What are you, what are you saying about Bye. that? Bye. That was a real guy in here.